G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And welcome to our Rank and Review series for Eurovision 2022. And today's one of the big five, also one of the bookies' favourite currently, Italy. Yes, and our hosts of this year. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, that little thing happening in Turin. And the reason they're hosts, Mike, is because they won the 2021 contest. Monoskin with Zitia Borne, uh, my favorite of that year. I was very happy. And look, let's look at their form over the last decade since they've come back. They've done so well. That victory was coming for a while, wasn't it? Certainly was building for them, wasn't it? It's generally been good quality from Italy. Yep. They came second in 2019 with Soldi. Um, They also had another second and third back in the other history of taking part, including Il Volo in Mm. 2015. In that 10 years, they've made um, the top 10 on 80% of the occasions that is very pretty impressive very good isn't it yeah you chuck in francesco gabani in there that song from 2018 that i can't stand but still did very well <laughs> uh, like it's always been really really good from italy absolutely and um what probably only sweden would be close to that record at this stage exactly they're looking like the new sweden but will that continue well we'll see with their host entry this year we have mahmoud and blanco with brividi No toccano i brividi, a volte non si esprimermi, e ti vorrei amare ma sbaglio sempre, e ti vorrei rubare un cielo di perle, e pagherai per andar via, accetterei anche una bugia, e ti vorrei amare ma sbaglio sempre. With their artist style, let's start with a very familiar face to the Eurovision fandom, Mahmoud, who was the runner-up in 2019 in Tel Aviv, 29-year-old R&B pop and hip-hop artist who hails from Milan in Lombardia, so not far from Turin. Um, He rose to fame locally in the sixth edition of Italian X Factor and also the newcomer section in Sanremo. He then uh, made his major breakthrough in 2018, winning the Sanremo Giovanni, or Young category there, and earning a spot into the Big Artist the next year, and he went and won the Big Artist the next year. (laughs) Quite controversial, actually, at the time, but hey, he took the crown and went off to Eurovision. Uh, He's since had a very successful career in Italy, some good albums and EPs, lots of top tens for him. Now, he's joined this year by Blanco, who's relatively new to the Italian music industry. He had a debut EP out on SoundCloud in 2020. I guess that's better than TikTok, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) These days. Uh, And he was just 19 years of age at the time. Now, Blanco hails from Brescia in Lombardia, and he gave up playing football and studying hairdressing to pursue his musical career. I don't know, maybe he was a good midfielder and excellent at colours and cuts as well. I'm not sure. Well, with the hair of some of those Italian footballers, it could come in handy to be good at both. A very busy boy. Um, His solo debut album came out in 2021, and that has gone to number one in the charts, as well as numerous number one singles. He is one of the hottest properties on the Italian music scene at the moment. And, uh, well, you can see why. 
Yeah, exactly. It blows my mind that he was doing SoundCloud stuff for 2020, and here he is, like an mm. absolute superstar in Italy. And these two really are. And it was no surprise that they went and won Sanremo. As soon as it was announced that they were competing, which is this Italian music festival, for those who don't know, who which predates Eurovision, mm-hmm. um, they, the winner doesn't necessar- necessarily go to Eurovision, but of course these guys are, and they won it easily. They won the de- demoscopic jury, the press jury, and the public they got 54% of the vote in the public in the super finalish type thing of three artists. Minuskin got 53% last year. So mm-hmm. you can see the level of popularity here. Um, they are some big names to go for the host country. It was one of those ones, wasn't it? We were watching the uh, festival and it was never in doubt, really. They just oh. kept getting top of the leaderboard every night. And um, look, as much as I preferred other songs, it was no surprise they took the crown in the end. Should we talk about some of the pros here, Dale? Um, I'll kick us off. What a what a beautifully composed song this is. And I want to use the word composed over written because I think there's a real degree of sophistication with this uh, composition. The lyrics are quite poetic and they're really, you know, really beautiful in the wording, but it still has a level of grit that really does represent that relationship breakup. Oh, God, yeah. It's funny. I, we don't normally like to repeat what we both say, but I've got to say, I wrote down here straight away, quality, beautifully arranged song. Same thing. It's just so well put together. And you you touch on the grit, and I think that's particularly what Mahmoud and Blanco bring to this. They bring grit. They bring chemistry. You didn't know what they were going to do each night they performed at San Loma. There was always something different, and were they going to be sort of funny that night or ro- almost romantic? or what? You didn't know what was happening. And and that you've got this really experienced artist with Mahmoud. You've got Blanco, who's just sort of so full of spunk, for a better word. And it's a really good meld between the two. Mm. And it was interesting because it's not a bells and whistles song. So coming yeah. out and performing that multiple times in a week could possibly seem a little boring. But no, they did add some dirt, certain flavor to it each time. I have to say one of the big advantages here is that they, they just blend so beautifully on the stage. They, they seem to complement the different strengths and weaknesses they have. So, you know, Mahmoud brings a really higher range to the vocal and Blanco seems to bring that lower range, which is um, really, really beautiful. Oh, very much so. And yeah, the chemistry is fantastic. The song is put together so well, and this is going to have jury appeal. Mm-hmm. It's going to have jury appeal. It's so well put together. Um, so you're going to see a good result with the jury because we all know Italian music is in vogue at Eurovision. This is a quality entry. This is about being a competition. A big pro is that every juror is going to be like, that was, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see a real jury score for this one. Um, and already, this is a hit. In Italy, it's been number one for quite a while, but it's also a hit outside of Italy. Uh, it's been number one on the Euro digital uh, song sales. It's been number one in Switzerland, number three in Lithuania, number four in Israel, you know, top 30 in Croatia and Netherlands. So it's got recognition. And when you have that, it's going to do well with the televote, which maybe I didn't think perhaps it might, but um, these sort of figures just tell me it's going to have mass appeal out there. Look, it definitely helps. I think this is a song you need to hear more of, and I think that will improve it. So any chart success is going to be helpful. Well, should we go to the drawbacks now? Yeah, maybe we should head to the cons. I've got to talk about those falsettos in that chorus. I find them really... I've, I, I find it a struggle at times to, to listen to it. Um, I think when they get it right, it's not a lot of degree of getting it wrong. Mm. When they just quite nail it together, it's like, yep, that's fine. 
I don't love it ever. I think their voices meld well together in other parts, but for that part, I I really struggle with it. And I think when they go to that higher range, almost that falsetto, it's it's Mumwood very much overpowering Blanco in that kind of sound. Um, it was, I thought, inconsistent in its execution at Sanremo. I wouldn't say it was bad all the time, but it was just it was just a little off sometimes. It was fine sometimes. It's just a little inconsistent. I also think the song is a very languid pace. Uh, it does pick up tempo a little bit in the bridge, but I do find that it just sort of plods along a little throughout the throughout the time. Yeah, I've got to hear the other Italian songs that have done well have something. Soldi had the clap, a, diff- a very interesting musical style. Monoskin just came out with rock and pyro. You didn't need to know what they were about to enjoy the song in a way. This is uh, two Italian men singing to each other, not really singing to the crowd as much. Um, is it going to connect? Is it going to engage? You're going to watch it or you're going to be part of it? So I don't know. I think out of the Italian acts that have done very well, I think it's missing those ingredients that really capture the televote particularly. I was going to say there could be some confusion about the two men singing this ballad because they're not singing to each other. It's not a love song or anything to each other or anything like that, but it can come across that way. Oh, very much so. And particularly if you don't understand the language, you could be there saying, well, what is this about? Like, what, what is this a love song to these blokes? What's going on? So there could be that, that muddle in the message. Yeah, and look, also, a duo hasn't won since the infamous Azerbaijan in 2011. <laughs> so it doesn't tend to go out and, and win a whole thing, but we're not always talking about a, a winner here at this point. Um, yeah, I just feel those elements that we've spoken about with oh, is that going to be a bit grating for people? Are they going to really connect with it? To me, the big question mark here is televote less than jury. Mm -hmm. And I think the televote either really come for Italy or sometimes they really abandoned them. Mm -hmm. There's not much degree of separation there. Yeah, I I think you can pretty much write down the jury score. It's going to be huge. Um, You're right. Probably the question mark is, is it going to translate to all the territories in, uh, in Europe? Um, let's look at the rankings of the team before we talk about our own positions of this song. The Aussie Vision team have listened to all the songs and they have placed Italy in fifth place. Fifth, okay. So I figured it was going to do pretty well. Fifth is very high, very, very high. Yeah, top. I was. A bit, I thought this might divide people, but talking about divisions. It ranged from 1st to 37th. Wow, 37th. Uh-huh. One third of voters put it in their top two. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's pretty, it's pretty high. Mm. Um, 11 in their top 10. But, you know, three outside in, of, out of the 20 in the 20s and the 30s. So not a, not a huge amount, but those who love it really love it. Mm-hmm. Those who don't really dislike it. And I guess you've only got to really have the lovers. You don't really care about the haters, do you? Exactly, exactly. It's a sitting fifth, so couldn't be that many people who don't like it. All right, well, let's hear from two team members who absolutely love this song. It is Liv and Guy. Talk about consistency. Italy has it. They're going to go for another really strong result with this one. And all-male duets singing to each other with this amount of charisma is quite special at Eurovision. And the general song quality is just really nice. The production, love it. The lyricism has a nice complexity and sophistication to it with things like I would steal for you a sky full of pearls. 
Love it. That's poetry, pure musical poetry. Uh, in terms of streaming, they're already smashing it. They're eclipsing the next best, honestly. Like they're smashing records in Italy. They've gone to number one on the Spotify charts. Like what else could you want, honestly? Italy usually does fall down with the jurors, but this is probably the most jury-friendly thing they have ever sent. So if they're going to do well this year with the juries, this is it. I do think with all these in combination, Italy is going for the double. They are going to win Eurovision 2022. It's actually hard to find words that do this song justice. Every now and again, a song comes along that is just a beautiful piece of art, a masterpiece. Everything about this is breathtaking. The song, the lyrics, their voices, and the way that they looked in every one of the live performances at San Remo. They've got quite different voices, yet they blend together so perfectly, and the way they emote the song, you kind of know what it's about without even looking up the translation. I've been a big fan of Mahmood since 2019 and everything he's released since then has been pure quality and class. And one thing especially, he writes incredible ballads. Teaming up with Blanco and Michelangelo on this, you can clearly see that he has brought some of his trademark aspects to the songwriting process and together they've made something really special. This is my favourite song this year and actually not just this year, this will go down as one of my all-time favourites. Well, we know Liv does love her Italian music and she's really sort of picked up on some of those words we were talking about before, poetic, you know, real sophistication, thinks it's going to win. That's that's interesting. And this has really obviously touched a chord with uh, Guy as well, one of his favourites for uh, forever. Yeah, for all time. A lot of love there. Like, and I think that is making me go, hmm, there is a lot of love there, actually. And look, Liv called Moniskin early and made a fortune in the betting markets last <laughs> year, so you should probably listen to her. But does it go two times in a row? I'm not so sure about that one. Mm. All right, well, shall we get on to our wraps and rank here, Dale? I'll kick us off. Look, I am a massive fan of Italian music in general. I mean, every year I tend to have Italy very, very high. Um, so it's with some surprise that I'm going to say I'm not a massive fan of this song, unfortunately. Um, even during Sanremo, it just didn't click with me. And it's because something doesn't connect with me emotionally. I hear a really good song. I hear great lyrics, but I'm just not feeling them. And I don't understand why. Maybe the 500th time I hear it in Turin, it'll flip my mind or something. But at the moment, I see the jury appeal. I see the contest appeal, but it's just not appealing to me. Unfortunately, I'm going to give it one of the lowest ranks I've ever given an Italian song. This is in 28 for me. (gasps) Holy moly. 28. 28. I, I had it hovering in the 20, like around 20. And then, no, when I started going through them, I'm like, no, I'm liking this because I've been told to like it. I don't like this that much. It's fine, but it's just not, it's not smacking me. It's not smacking me in the heart. No, fair enough. No, I I understand where you're coming from. I think for me is, look, the last two years, have Italy has been my ultimate favorite. Like, mm. Incredibly uh, love them both so much. And I've really, really warmed to Italian music a lot. And I again, I I'm, I really appreciate this song, and if it wasn't for the chorus, I would probably have this at like top five. I think it's so well put together. When Liv was talking about the production, it's just glorious. And hearing them sing separately, it's wonderful. I really love it all put together. Then it hits that chorus, and I actively dislike it Mm. so what do you do with a song like that where do you rank it how do you observe it how do you take this on so i've really i've really struggled with that in a way because 
I love 80% of this song. And so that's where I've kind of found myself, where do I put this? I don't think it's as good as things like Soldi and Il Volo, which I really didn't want to win that year. It's nowhere near the last two years. In from Diodato. My, yeah, Diodato, <laughs> which I loved. Now, this is my personal opinion. Hmm. Um, if I was a juror, juror at Eurovision, I would give this much higher than my personal opinion. But as a televoter, I wouldn't be picking up the phone for it. But it has done okay. It's not as bad as yours, but I have put this in 14th position. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So outside the top 10. Yep. Look, we're simply not... It's obviously not it's connecting. Not get, yes, connecting we're not getting it. Is. Yeah. But, I mean, this can win. I have no doubt that this could win. Like, I can separate my own personal taste from reality. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think this is a real chance, but it's just not working for me. And, I, I you know, I've tried. Oh, gosh, no, I've tried, but no. Yeah, and I think this is going to be maybe one of those Vegemite songs we talk about. The people who love it, absolutely love it. And that's all that matters. Mm. You don't need to win over the majority. You need to win a, a good portion of the vote. Um, I'm waiting to see if it, it goes for the general voter, mm. but we'll have to wait and see in Turin. I think jury, yes. I still have very big doubts about Televote. Mm. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But um, yes, I'm sure we'll get a bit of feedback on those rankings, Dale. Oh, we probably will. But look, <laughs> the team loved it. So mm. think yeah. about how well the team um, put it up there in fifth place. Exactly. I was we just obviously drew, we drew it down we further into dragging fifth. it down. Twenty eighth, yeah. Mike. That's pretty harsh, I must say. Not harsh. It's just reality. That's where I'm at. All right. Fair enough. Well, look. Um, thanks very much for tuning in to our Italian episode, and we'll be doing lots more countries. And we hope you can join us next time. Grazie mille. Thank you very much. Bye bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.